Good evening, people. How are you? Are you well? Are you happy? Are, are, you, are you content in all that you've done today? Define content. <laughs> oh, well. Um... Welcome to the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast Live, recorded at the Sweet Duke Box as part of the Brighton Horror Fest. And please welcome our guests tonight, Laura Muggridge, Heather Rose Andrews, and Judy Bignall. So, uh, hello, this is episode 30 of the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast, uh, and we are, as I say, we're here in the middle of the... uh, Brighton Horror Fest. Um, hello uh, to our guest. How are you all? Are you well? Hello. Yes, thank you. Hello, I'm Laura. Speak for the group. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's good, Laura. Hello. Um, uh, I should say that uh, all three of you have been prior guests on the regular podcast, on mm. the non-live podcast. So it's the first time that, in theory, we have to say exactly what we mean first of all, without any sort of clever edits and pauses. Is that any, enough pressure for you, Heather? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll put it like that. Yeah. Um, um, what about you, Laura? Yeah, I, I thrive on pressure. You pr- yeah, oh, yeah. What's, what sort of pressure, what's the most pressurised thing you have to do on a weekly basis? Uh, get my son's shoes on. Oh, yes, I, I've heard stories of this. Um, uh, yeah. About how long, it's, you know, you, you, know you, you, you get on with your son, he's a beautiful boy and it's all lovely, except... When up he to has point. to put his shoes yeah, on yeah, yeah. and then he just turns into this horrific... Demon. Oh, so that, that's a process. It really is it's a Damien. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like the link you've done there. Yes, thank you. Uh, and, and Judy, uh, are you often scared? Uh, on a daily basis, yes. That just sounded really, <laughs> that sounded so emphatic and so true that I don't really want to pull that thread. Uh, Life uh, baffles me. Uh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of life. Well, that sounds more suicidal than I intended. Um, we have. Uh, we are, as I say, at the Brighton Horror Fest. We've um, got uh, loads of things going on. We've got a uh, lovely brochure here, and there's lots of um, stuff. Um, I'm showing this to to you in the live studio audience, uh, which is good because you're here. You can see it. Uh, our listeners will have to sort of uh, download or look at the Brighton Horror Fest website or in the Sweet Venues uh, ticketing website, and uh, there's like choose your own adventure um, style shows there's um, like a Dungeons and Dragons a live Dungeons and Dragons uh, and we've um, got um, H- uh, H.P. Lovecraft adaptations and uh, we've also got um, uh, Talking to the Dead which is a seance and uh, if I'm right I think that that's in the church uh, opposite us the oh, um, St. Andrew's Church do you think you'd be up for that Heather? a seance in a church yeah Oh, but you, but you, you, you... okay yeah I'm, I'm a big scaredy cat but I also love <laughs> things like that and I love horror so I probably will Jump out of my skin. Yeah, I get. I must get some kind of thrill out of it. So, yeah. so, so you're in the market for that. You're up in the market for being like um, reduced to a gibbering wreck. No, I, it's like um, people who probably go to uh, theme parks. Yeah, and they like going on roller coasters. I can't stand that at all. I really don't like that element of a thrill. Yeah, but I really like um, watching suspense and the idea of. Of, of ghosts and getting in touch with your loved ones and I know I, even if it's real or not real I just Have you met a ghost? It. Have I met a ghost? I don't think so I like, I I like the fact that you had to check that to the, <laughs> no, remember Dave at the pub? Because I have a really uh, vivid imagination Yeah. so I know like, uh, quite a lot of the time and I watch a lot of horror movies so 
all the time I'm at home and things happen and sounds happen and it makes you jump out of your skin yeah. or you think you see something. Um, but I did have a time just recently, I, uh, I can't remember what I, just, what I watched. Um, oh, what was it? The, oh no, I can't remember the Go name on. of it. The, 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 oh no, I can't remember the name of it. Was it the flump? Is it no? Two, it's a new two words. It's, it's it's all about the idea of this creature is created by grief. The Bab- Babadook. Okay. Babadook. Babadook. Yeah. Babadook. 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 What well, I don't know. Babylon. But that's five, a really no. good film. I yeah. really enjoyed that. It's a really good film. And the idea is that it's it you can create it for your imagination, but it's used for grief and stuff. Sure. But it's the figure is someone that's sort of with coat, so you could have a hanger and um, a coat hanging off it and then that yeah. creates your imagination to create this, this man with long arms and stuff but I remember just waking up uh, in the middle of the night and I was absolutely certain that this thing was just looking over me yeah. at the end of my bed oh my and I was gosh. so sure because my partner next to me I woke him up and I was in stu- such a state of fear um, which I've never been that I've never had that no. shock before where you're just you can't move, and I was so sure that there, there was something there. Um, but, you know, and then it's fine, but I really struggled to sleep after yeah. that. I do remember um, a while back, because uh, I, I watched a few horror movies in my time, and I'm generally um, resistant to, to, to their charms, as it were. Um, but I remember having a quite intense dream where I believed, I, I dreamt that I was a victim in a slasher movie. The whole thing of having to. <laughs> Hide behind, so the, hide behind the walls and whatever. I once had a dream that I went to a post office, bought a jiffy That's bag. That's horrific. I was hiding. <laughs> pay, paid with the right money yeah. and then left. And it went really smoothly. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I want your I dreams. I, I do often have dreams where, <laughs> where, where, as a child, I often had dreams where I was simply reading a book. Literally sitting down reading, and I was quite the book that I was reading was was, was good. It was good, um, and you know, occasionally I'd wake up in the middle of the night because I need to go to the loo, and I'd have to sort of really concentrate on not becoming too awake, because. Can you do that? Can you go back to dreams? I think I used to be able to. I am. Um, I don't know what the science is. I think you probably there's probably enough brain training you can do it. I can't do it now. Uh, I certainly I'm. Um, <laughs> this sounds very typical of me. I'm able to work in my dreams. <laughs> um, if, I'm, if I'm able to sort of like, if I've got a, a writing problem or whatever, I can literally f- focus on that as I'm falling asleep and begin to unpick it as I'm waking. Well, if you ever need anything posting off, you let yeah. me know. And I'll Thank do you. One of the, um, real, uh, what's really creepy, and I, I get a kind of minor version of this, is the sleep paral- paralysis. Yeah. Um, but some people can get it really in... in really strong and it's basically where your what is it so it's your mind is aware that you're awake so you've woken up yes but you cannot move your body and it's really horrible and I've had that before and you are so aware that you were awake but your body just won't get up it's still in a state of sleep and people have this for about 20 minutes at a time and it's really frightening because you can't move your body and yeah. you can't it's it's just that's terrifying I think that's horrible. definitely got to be. That's got to be some kind you of. You've got to up your dreaming game. I know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I should point that out because again, this, this uh, the Brighton Horror Fest brochure. We've got. There's a, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but it's got lots of um, fantastic um, sort of pictures of uh, people with obliterated faces or blood spattered microphones and or creepy dolls. Uh, Laura, you have a, 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 a simply gorgeous photo of you <laughs> smiling sweetly with a toy owl, which yes. in context yes, makes now, it the most terrifying picture <laughs> yes. in the entire brochure. Now, now can I? I, I forgot it was for Horror Fest. 
<laughs> and took a really cheery picture of myself with yeah. an owl. Yeah. Smiling. I was going for, you know, the, the old test. Um, like the BBC. Yeah, the BBC um, thing. Yeah. I was going for that. And then I sent it off and I was like, that's, that's not very scary. But if you could market that as me being really sinister. Absolutely, yeah. Because, um, you know, look at that face. Look at my face. Like, who's the least one, likely the, the to The one to kill, the right. Who's least likely to kill someone? Yeah. You'd think, oh, like, yeah. it would be me, but actually, maybe yeah. I'm the most likely. <laughs> well, you're the only one hey? armed with an owl roughly the same size as yourself. Yes, I am <laughs> holding him up. His feet don't come down as oh, far I see. as me. Oh, yeah. I Okay. Well, that, that must <laughs> annoy like him. like some sort of giant-legged <laughs> no. owl. No. It's just like a normal... I mean, he's a puppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he is... A of a normal sized owl. Does he have a name? He's called Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Tony the owl. I know. Terrifying. Make it short for Anthony. Named after Anthony Perkins. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Obviously. I think it's short for Anthony, the yeah. woman who named the owl. Yeah, yeah, no. That's um, quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, we call him Anthony. Um, and Anybody's been naughty. So we should qualify that. We should qualify that you are. Uh, Laura and Heather Rose, you're both in shows in the Horror Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Judy, uh, we'll have to speak to you. You happen not to be in, in the horror, horror Fest, but you, you, you're quite busy enough without yes. that. Yes, thank yeah. you. I've clawed my way into the Horror Fest by doing this uh, this evening. Uh, being very grateful to be a uh, guest on your show here. In fact, why are you here? I know that I know. I know you well. I know that I know the question, but it's my clever way of like segueing into the next segment. Uh, it's so, a hell of a vino. <laughs> <laughs> it might be back. Uh, so, oh, all right, what's that in your hand? Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Here, yeah. uh, it's not an owl. No. Um, it's a ukulele. <laughs> and if it had a name, what would it be? Oh, no, I haven't named this. Oh, no. Really? Which, which is really bizarre, because I named my laptop, and I got into a habit of naming things. I refuse to name the ukulele. Okay, well, I've let so, that go for four oh, seconds sorry, so far. <laughs> what do you name your laptop? Lucius. Lucius? Okay. After yeah, the mouth nice. voice. Yeah, really yeah. sleek and silver and looked like a sinister bastard, so I nice. kind of went... Lucius. Yeah. Lucius. He had a bit of a crush on, um, what's his name? Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> Apart from the really epic bit where it's, um, I need your wand, and he talks about the call, yeah. and then Jason Isaac goes, Dragon Heart's Dream, my lord. Yes. In this really creepy, drawn out way. Um, that's, that's quite a good one. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make me hot under the collar. But, no. Um, that's kind of best work for me. Just really? yeah. <laughs> He's turned up in uh, the new Star Trek, <laughs> and they, they, they've clearly uh, decided, oh, uh, the new, we need to give uh, our you know, major guest star a gimmick. And his guest star, quite uh, his gimmick rather, it, quite engagingly, is fortune cookies. <laughs> and, you know, he will eat the fortune cookies and talk about people's future. Uh, but in a way that I think is possibly even more magnificent... Do I'm, I don't remember ever <laughs> be it be revealed what people's fortunes are. How do you get a fortune cookie without ordering a Chinese takeaway? Oh, you I don't know. Buy them. Can you? I, I, you can. I, sure I, you, I, I think you can. Stop buying takeaways and not eating them just for the cookie. Get a bag of them. I think, well, I think one is that yes, you can certainly buy a bag of fortune cookies. <laughs> and two, I'm not sure that's the most inexplicable bit of <coughs> any episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Um, but hey, yes, Judy, so um, you're here with um, some um, songs. Um, and in uh, tradition, we didn't necessarily, as happened for Laura, we didn't necessarily highlight the fact that it was a, a, a horror theme. Yeah. Um, no, no, uh, so, how's that been for you? Um, last minute, I won't yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, it, engaging uh, and, and difficult, I think. It's very uh, difficult to, to write a song with the theme Horror Fest Halloween Week. 
yeah. um, <laughs> as it is to write kind of Christmas material because all you've got to go on is the season. So you go, oh, okay, well, do I take a song from that time of yeah. year and, and write a different content or do I make the content about that time of year? So I had a, a, a merry run around this morning uh, in my mind. Because you, you write satirical songs as well. I do, not nearly as often as I write uh, comedy parody. But yeah. Uh, yeah, satirical songs are always interesting and that's kind of what I was planning on, on doing yeah, yeah. For, for you this month, Andrew. And then, and then I got a reminder, a nice nudge that it was horror fest. Yeah. Out they went, save them for, for another time. You'll but save satirical songs time, for a month I, later. Well, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Damn! So um, just, I'll, I'll just... I'll, I'll do about a week of yeah. priming your house with the wrong newspapers and hopefully that will, you know, fool you into thinking it's still acceptable. Excellent. We, we, we look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. It's acceptable. It's now questionable. Yeah, yeah. After I've said this really creepy, stalkery thing. But, um... I'm just saying, engaged by the concept of what the wrong newspapers are. Um, the modern ones. The, oh, any new... I need this news now to be current. I'm going to have to stockpile all of the oh, stuff I see. now. I think I get my news from other places other than the print newspaper. Damn. Yeah. You'll have to change the You mean this isn't the 40s? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah, uh, well, you know, I know I'm wearing a sort of hipster <laughs> waistcoat, but... No. Uh, so, yes, uh, uh, Judy, it's lovely to hear uh, your songs. Let's hear. Um, oh, right now. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, this was written with the impression that Michelle, Alan's lovely wife, would be here. So, the first line when it says that she's here, just. Please. She's always been here. She's always been here. She's in the Do you want to know where she actually is? She's looking after. She's looking after. <laughs> she's, she's looking after my son so I can be here. So, I feel really guilty about that. And like, if people really love Michelle, and that's why you came, and the reason she's not here is me. I'm so sorry. Don't tell us now. Yeah. But apparently, it's frowned upon to leave children at home if they're five. Sorry. <laughs> Andrew Allen with Mike, and Michelle Allen, his wife, awaits excited on the stage. Heather Andrews is there with her phenomenal hair. Laura Muggridge joins us all for today. <laughs> then recording's begun. We're alive and we're on. And we're reaching out across the airwaves. Except it's SoundCloud instead. Cause radio is still dead. And Andrew Allen, he starts to say. Cast Iron Podcast Ooh, Horror Feature I'm Andrew Allen Ooh, Your host and speaker See androids fighting Ooh, Against the I should point out that if I try and do sweet, try and rust ice, it will be <laughs> horrifying for everyone. Um, so we were talking about um, the programme and the shows, and we um, spoke about um, uh, you and the owl. Uh, <laughs> Laura and the owl. Uh, what, what, Tony. Is, what, what, Tony. Is, what is your, what is your um, 
thing in what is why podcast. do you travel with an owl um i am doing a two-hour puppet making workshop for children yeah i'm going to get them to make spooky things and Excellent. then i'll fly an owl around for fun because <laughs> that tony there yeah that's sitting down tony oh i see i also have Flying around the room, Tony. A, a collection of Tonys. I have two Tonys. <laughs> What's the collective term for either a, a more than one owl or one more than one Tony? It's a nest of Tonys. A nest of Tonys, nest very good. Of Tony. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or a fleet, a bennet of no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. No, I appreciate that. That's right. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'm thinking of Alan Bennett in case it doesn't work. He's so, so much more than a person. I like, I like the, it's the a Bennett Tony. I like the idea that it's um, uh, it could be an Alan of Tonys, just because makes it doesn't quite no sense, sense whatsoever. Um, what makes a good puppet? Uh, what makes? And I guess that's actually a somewhat serious question. What, yeah. what does make a good puppet? Um, so, on a really technical level, what makes a lovely puppet is. Um, Secondary movement. Yeah. So Tony's got lots of feathers. Yeah. Because you know, he's an owl. Yes. Um, and when you move him, when you stop moving him, his feathers move a little, carry on moving. So it's that secondary movement. I like see. anything that have like a nice fluff to them that sort of wafts around. That's really nice because yeah. then they continue to have life. Also, if they have eyes, if the yeah. puppet has eyes. Something reflective on the eye, something shiny, so there's a glint that makes a really good puppet. But also something really easy yeah. to um, to use. So that particular puppet was made for a show that I made called Tony and Mike, Mike the Squirrel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Full name Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, uh, the uh, an amazing woman called Fiona Meekin up in the northwest made the puppets, and we specified that we wanted them to be really. Um, like toys, really. So, you know, I'm not a massive fan of, of like, delicacy when it yeah. comes to puppets and things that look like, like they could break. Yeah. But Tony and Mike look very robust. There's five different mics, so, you know, what, oh God, what is it? What's a mic? What's a... Is it a Jackson of mics? Jackson of mics. A nut of squirrels. <coughs> a bush of squirrels. A butch of squirrels. A bush. bush, oh, bush. Who's, who's Michael Butch? <laughs> At the bars that I go to, <laughs> possibly. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, so, uh, and also it's about the puppeteer's relationship with the puppet as well. Because, yeah. There's certainly been, a, um, in the time I've been aware of puppets, there's certainly been a advance to accepting the puppeteer's visibility on stage. I don't think I, that I was aware of that when I was a younger. Yeah, like, I'm not really into sort of dressing like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Just generally. Just but, generally, um, yeah. Uh, but in terms of puppeteering, I, uh, in Tony and Mike, myself and the other performer were always visible, and yeah. um, and that was okay. We weren't, but it's about giving the puppet focus, so it's about always looking at them while they're... If you're looking at them, then the audience will be looking at them as well. But uh, presumably in your face, you are giving some element of the characters... Yeah, if you're doing the voice, like, you can't not do all the expressions. It'd be weird if you weren't doing the expressions. It always occurred to me that it's a bit like... Because um, I first saw that sort of thing uh, in Avenue Q, where mm. you, the, the puppeteer was really present. And it, on a, this is a bit of an odd link to make, but it always seemed to me very much like... Uh, I forget what the name is now, but... Um, in his dark materials, the Philip Pullman sort of thing of uh, your... The, de- the, the demon. demon. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like the very same sort of thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I hope Tony's not my demon. Cause he's, <laughs> he's pretty rude. Yeah. <laughs> he's rude. He's from Bolton. Um, and he's got some questionable political views. <laughs> but he's in the kids' play, yeah? He's in the kids' play. He yeah. doesn't express them in the kids' no, play. No, no, no. <laughs> Just no, in the bar afterwards. He doesn't with a hand up his ass as well, does he? Because, I mean, he actually doesn't. No, he, he spends uh, his days with a hand inside his head. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and one in his wing. Oh. But his bottom is fine. <laughs> good, good. You remind me of one of. Uh, what, I was oh, what does that remind you of? <laughs> yeah. You remind me of. I was going to speak about this later, but one of the earliest um, horror films I remember watching as a kid um, on TV was uh, about a puppet. Uh, was Magic, um, the Anthony Hopkins film, where he's having a bit of a nervous breakdown, and uh, the puppet may or may not be. Well, it's clearly not. He's clearly insane. But uh, the puppet may be sort of encouraging him to murder. I am... Even though I work with puppets, yeah. I am genuinely terrified of puppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, not Tony. He's fine. Yeah. Is um, it aversion therapy sort of thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. My grandma used to have a lot of sort of marionettes. Mm. Yeah. They, oh, they <laughs> frightened me. And they're defi- that's definitely how I'm going to die. Like, okay. death by marionette. What, trapped in their strings? Just like, they're going to come alive and get me. Oh, OK. Um, and for Christmas, my son got a ventriloquist dummy, which is... Ooh, and it's yes. And he decided to call it John the Puppet, which, <laughs> makes it, which made it even more terrifying. Yeah. It was just it's horrendous. I was like, this is how I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die on Boxing Day at yeah. the hands of John the Puppet. That's like a Goosebumps <laughs> episode. Well, it was horrendous. There is with a, it's one of the dolls. I can't remember actually what the name of the episode is, but there's one that's. There's yeah. an episode of Buffy as well. With, yeah, with they're terrible. That's right. Oh. There's also another horror film called The Silence, which is really creepy. It's all about puppets. Yeah. But then the idea is that actually the human bodies become the puppets. Oh, I see. It's very dark. I'm not watching. You should watch no. it. I just like the idea that <laughs> John the puppet is called John. any any entity that has to identify their own species. Yeah. Like no. Paul the human. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Andrew the human. Yeah. You, 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 it's, like, it's like somebody saying, going, um, uh, Simon the non-racist." You go, yeah, "No, I, no, I don't believe you're you." Testing too yeah, much. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so it's a, it's a show that puppet that's not terrifying. In fact, it's actually lovely engaging, and it's strictly speaking not a show. Yeah, it's like a t- it's a two hour workshop. We're going to make some puppets, yeah. and then um, I've got I'm, I'm bringing all the Tonys, yes, and, and all the mics. I've also got a couple of mice. <laughs> Fantastic! Do the mice have names? No, they're just the town mouse and the country mouse. Of course, yes. And they are typecast by their. One of oh, them, no, the country mouse has got a bonnet on. Oh, yeah. and the town mouse is holding a briefcase. That's but, but, how we know. Like the story. They, 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 they can't escape their, their, their titles. No, it, it, it's, that's life. It's like Uptown Girl, uh, for those of you of a certain age. Um, or who you know the Westlife remake. Yeah. Yeah, that does not exist, sorry. Um, Let's pretend it never happened. Yeah. And so, um, Laura, your uh, workshop, it's, it's here at the Dukebox. It is. Uh, and the date, I mean, um, Monday the 23rd? Yes. Yeah. Uh, between 1.30 and 3.30. Yeah, because we're, in, we're deep into half term. Uh, Very much so. Point. Yeah, well, half term fortnight, as it must now be known. Half term fortnight. Oh, yeah. Because it's two weeks in, oh, yeah, in Brighton now, yes. Oh, right. oh, we're, we're, oh, yeah, no, two weeks. Where? Two weeks. Uh, in in, in uh, Brighton, yeah. Have they stolen it from Christmas or something? Or something, yeah. It's, it's, nobody really knows where they've stolen it Half from. After school stole Christmas. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> no, that's a They've got, yeah. got it from somewhere, haven't they? I mean, they've taken it from somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. You, you know, you, you can gain time, but you always have to pay back at some point. <laughs> is that every half term, or is that just this time? Uh, this one? Yeah, for the first year. 
Um, uh, There's going to be a lot of very angry, broke parents by the end of next week. Absolutely, particularly if they themselves teach what their kids are on the other side of the county, because uh, on the other side of the county, it's still only, only one week. Mm. Um, it's really annoying, yeah, because I'm working in schools at the moment, so I've still got to go <laughs> work the other, the other week. Yeah, it's, yeah. Work, it's working in schools, uh, terrifying and scary. Yes, that's what I meant when I said I was scared every day of my life. It didn't really come across very well. No, no. That's, that's why. No, <laughs> the no. terror of performing <laughs> to small children uh, in a toga or something is, is a constant worry. Are, are, the, uh, are the children the, um, amongst the toughest audiences you, you've had? Yes. Yes, amongst... That, 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 sounded like, that sounded like a really loaded question of which would leave it yes or no, but... <laughs> Yes, I'd say amongst the, yeah. the, the toughest audiences. They've just got no filter. Yes, so, yes, but, absolutely. There I did a show once and then <laughs> one child is shouting, No, we don't like you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want the other one! We had to, like, it was so rude. Yeah. We had that this week where um, we're doing a fairy tales show and I, I play Goldilocks, which is hilarious for yeah. those of you who can't see me, very dark brown hair. Um, but I meant to go to some stairs and, you know, all up the stairs I go. Hmm. <laughs> And I'm, I'm going up, and the song's about to come on, and this kid goes, there's no stairs there. And I carry on walking, and she goes, there's no stairs there. A little bit louder, as if I didn't know. And the yeah. teacher goes, she's pretending. I yeah. start the song. She doesn't know there's no stairs there. Still yeah. going. Yeah. So yeah. this kid just like, stop, shut up, shut up. You're adorable. You're cute. <laughs> Smiling, shush. Yeah. You know. But looking after your safety. Don't you have Don't a you get s- story with the... Um, you were teaching miming or something or sound effects or something yeah like and they had to knock and then someone actually one of the kids was actually saying it instead oh yeah um, I I don't think it's actually quite smart Uh, but I did a lot of work last year with sound effects and and soundscapes and whatever and even through just shyness of not being able to replicate those sound effects or through a genuine wit that surpasses anything that I'll ever have. Uh, all his sound effects were literally verbalized. Knock, knock. I love him. Walk, 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 walk. I love him. Open door. It was all beautiful. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Blink, 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 blink. Um, amazing. Oh, yeah. Child. Very smart. Um, Heather, hello. Hello. Uh, you are also gearing up for the uh, horror fest. Yeah. The deep in rehearsals. Um, what are you? What are you doing? I'm doing one woman alien. I've just noticed my picture doesn't look particularly terrifying either. No, no, no. At least you're not standing next to an owl grinning like an idiot. I just, I don't know, yeah, but I look like a, a baby in a space costume. <laughs> I do. Well, that would be it's nice to have. It's nice to have non-scary company. Yeah. yeah. Have you got your hair sticking out the bit under the helmet? Cause that'd be hilarious. No. Like it's airtight with a curl. No. <laughs> 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 Imagine that death by curl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, baby in a space costume is that is quite terrifying on its own. Yeah, we only fill the helmet. That's basically yeah what I look like if yeah. I don't have my hair there. Yeah. I do have baby face, chubby cheeks. Because uh, yeah, uh, one woman alien is um, basically the story, the well, the the story of. Alien, Alien, the 1979 film, yes. in one hour told by one woman. Yes. You're playing all seven, seven characters. characters. Yeah. Well, technically eight. Eight, yeah, if we include the cat. Um, and maybe a little bit of my, myself in there. Yeah, well, indeed. Which could be technically nine characters. Um, but we're, we're only doing Alien. We're not doing, yeah, because we talk about your hair, we're not doing Alien 3. You're not doing the full... Because <laughs> then I six. really would look like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I would look like, I don't know, it just looks so wrong. You'd have a really small head out there. Like baby, really baby. Baby. Yeah, and I've got tiny little ears as well, so it kind of just... I don't think I've ever seen your ears fully. It's weird. Oh, I could, not too much hair. 
Should I explain? Cause, I um, do have it. Uh, Judy yeah. and Heather, you're part of the um, same comedy troupe. We are. You, you actually get to see each other yeah. outside of podcasts like this. Yeah. And do songs together as well. Yes. That's why I joined in with the oohs in yeah, the yeah, song yeah. a minute ago. A bit less important. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Should have given you the, the lyrics. It's all right. The oohs. Oh. I'll just do them randomly throughout the podcast. <laughs> 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 just like, yes. And you guys are both part of uh, the Fantasticals. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Who um, sort of, I, I guess, unfortunate phrasing here, who were birthed here at the, oh. deep, at the Duke Box. Was <laughs> uh, yeah. it last year or two, two years ago? Two years ago. Uh, year and a half. Well, yeah, sorry. Two years March. would have been in March, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was for International Women's Week. Yeah. Though I don't know if we did it on the actual day. I can't remember. It it's might... either the day or the day after. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Very yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, and then we yeah carried on going with shows seasonally throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, and it's growing to the point where we are playing Comedia on uh, Saturday the eleventh of November. November. You're literally on Remembrance Day. Yeah, I know. You're gonna do, we do a show about. I didn't even clock that. That's yeah. really bad. Well, thankfully we're not. You going forgot. To yeah. Oh well, that's so, fine. Um, yeah. 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 Just we we are not doing it at eleven o'clock while everyone else is quiet. Yeah, we're just playing. There's us just coming. That's all right. Yeah, I think we we're pretty safe. Pretty safe. Yeah. How is it ever doing one woman show or solo shows? Um, Because before this year, have you had a show to yourself or? No, I actually was speaking to Judy earlier, saying Mm -hmm. you know, a good couple of years ago when I got back into acting, I thought I would really one day want to do a one woman show. I have no idea what it will be. Um, but I want to do one. And now I'm doing three. Yeah. <laughs> In a span of a year, I've been asked to do three and completely different shows. Yeah. So there was Cacophony, yeah. um, which is a clowning and mime show, uh, which is it's, it's taking out a lot of the vocal um, sort of uh, words and then replacing it with sound effects and a lot of movement. Yes. No, yes. Walk, walk, blink, blink. That's where we have the conversation, me and Andrew, about the the kid doing that because I asked if I could do that as well, but apparently I wasn't allowed. Um, And now I'm doing One Woman Alien, which is a lot more script based because we're actually, because Cacophony was completely made up out of just. Sounds and, yeah. But it was Divided. there was no concept originally yes. other than it was about sounds. Yeah. Hence why we created the, the names called Cacophony. Yeah. And then One Woman Aliens actually using the script. Well, elements of a script. Yes, sure. And then we've adapted and mixed it up and changed it around. Um so it's suddenly playing around with having a lot more words to use and no one else to play off especially when you're playing seven characters so I've got to figure out how I run from one side of the stage playing one of the characters to then jumping to another and there's a scene where all seven and seven or eight with the cat and (laughs) the alien it's it's insane how how is that in terms of getting in because obviously if you're in a a a production an ensemble piece you can feed off the energy of somebody or even if the other actor is frankly not giving you the energy you need you can sort of like subvert that to go okay I'm going to respond to your lack of energy when it's just you to rely on you're the one who will support you or let you down does that do you think about that as an actor or is it do you just um treat it as an entire piece where you are going oh at that point I'll be saying those lines and at that point I'll be saying those lines um, I, I'm not quite sure yet with this one yeah. until I think I've done the first performance um, because there, the one thing about One Woman Alien is yes I'm reenacting certain aspects of the film but I'm also 
sort of giving little mini lectures about things yeah. and then I'm I'm talking as myself. So there's a lot of breaks in different characters and yeah. different styles. So I think for me I'm going to be focusing on how I switch. How am I and and whether it's the energy is going down at certain points and making sure I'm bringing it back up. Yeah. And when I did Cacophony, it was just being aware of how much energy I was using. Yes. So when I'm off stage, I have to just make sure, okay, you, I think I'm struggling. How can I bring it back? Maybe just take it a little bit slower, breathe more. It's just finding out a way that works. But I yeah. think when you're performing by yourself as well, like, because so, I do it a lot as well but well I don't tend to work with a script and that's because it's easier for me <laughs> and um uh and I find it's easier be- because if you go wrong no one really knows so you can yeah. just carry yeah. on because you haven't got anyone else going oh god she said the wrong words Absolutely, I find yeah. that quite reassuring and quite much I, more relaxing really I also find that with learning so with the biggest struggle I'm going to have with one woman, alien, 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 is knowing what happens next. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much going on, and because I'll jump from a character and then it's back to me explaining the storyline. It's how I'm going to make the connections in my mind because I've got no one to feed off. So that's probably place for movement. It's sort of muscle memory. Also, I'm, so I'm going. To, if this helps at all, I'm going to come and see it, and I've not seen Alien. So you <laughs> could do everything in the wrong order, and, you have, and yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And I'd be like. This is brilliant. It reminds me of... um, (laughs) that. I heard recently a story of somebody uh, listening to a Sherlock Holmes uh, audiobook um, on their long drive home, and they were... They found it the most complicated story that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle had ever read. It was just uh, a a bewildering story. Um, He had it on a shuffle. Oh, Uh, (laughs) So literally... (laughs) It was literally the wrong order. I once gave my um, my dad, um, we were going to see, this is when I was about 13, we were going to see Blood Brothers, yeah. and I gave my dad the album, to li- the soundtrack to listen to on my Walkman, <laughs> and he, um, when he'd finished it, he sort of took the headphones off and went, oh, it's rich, I mean, it's, it's great melodies, but it's really, it's quite hard, I found it quite hard work. And then I listened to it and realised that the batteries were going on my Walkman, so yeah. I listened to it at like half speed. It's like <laughs> it's really, it's quite slow. Yeah. It does take a little while to get yeah. going. It doesn't really sort of get going, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the often repeated "tell me it's not true" it's so is hard going at the best of times. So it was like half speed. <laughs> um, so you haven't seen Alien. No, I've seen almost no films. Oh, you've seen almost no films. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not because I don't like films. No. Um, sure. I don't how do know. you know? You haven't seen No, any. I know. I know. I just haven't seen all. Like, I've made a list yes. of all the films that I should see because it's just. I find in the evening I don't always have the energy to watch a sure. whole film and mm. I don't know when else I find time to watch a whole film. You're I like li- going to the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I like going to the pictures. Quite, I quite like going by myself, actually. Something I started doing when I, I lived in France for a bit. Yeah. I used to go to the pictures by myself. Yeah. What I found um, when I've seen films in France, what I, maybe it still happens, but what I found quite surprising is they don't subtitle their imports, that they're, they're dubbed, yeah. um, which I found curious. Yeah, it is. I used to try and go and see things in the language that they were sure, in because yeah. I found. But what I did find interesting was that there's like a certain actor who will always be yes. Harrison Ford. Yes, yeah. They're like they have all their kind of equivalent actors, right. and I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and that happens in Germany as well on TV. Uh, what I'm really engaged by, I was chatting this uh, quite recently with somebody, um, that 
that happens also for Doctor Who, no matter what incarnation that character's in. It's the same voice. Oh, no matter really? who's in, Which is quite engaging for when you consider next year, uh, yeah. when it comes to Jodie Whittaker. Um, yeah. So it's going to be the same guy. <laughs> I, I, you know, as much as I, I'm behind sort of like equality and a woman in the role, I'd be quite engaged if they do keep the same guy. That that yeah. would be that would it, would it would narratively make sense. It would. Yeah. Let's see what they do. What was the um, uh, what is on the list of films you haven't seen yet that you should see? <laughs> Alien. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the other aliens. Yeah. Um, Perhaps and not all of them. No, probably sidestep number four. Okay, it's yeah. good. To, this, these things are good to know. Yeah. I mean, mostly number four can be sidestepped generally, well, right? I, I, well, I, I, well, oh, I see. Um, yes, I think that in normal franchises, often a four can possibly mm. be avoided. Uh, I'm, I'm sometimes sure. three is better than two. I mean, look at Back to the Future, right? Oh well, I'm Ooh. very fond of Ooh. Back to the Future. Wow, well, well, the room is ten. We've got the audience going there. And now we've oh, we're, we're in the last. Oh. <laughs> we're in the last twenty minutes of the podcast, oh, yeah. but I think we've got our audience on now. Um, Opinion share. But I, the third I, one's got a bit of Oh, no, it, it, do you know what? It took me a while to warm up to Back to the Future 3. It's, it's excellent. It really is very strong. But it took me a, It took me about, I don't know, five, ten viewings, and I have watched it uh, that, that many times, to go, oh, I get it now. I get what's engaged about it. But for me, uh, one and two were always... And I had great... I was so much I'm fun with that two. not two's bad. No, no. Oh, gosh. Let, let it not be <laughs> misquoted. No. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not, but, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying so but you, but, I'm so anxious now. But you prefer, so you prefer, you prefer three to two. I think so. Well, now I don't know anymore because I'm obviously not. I've seen it. I've seen it. it. But it's got Mary. It's got Mary in it, isn't it? Which is yes. a bonus. Yes. Yeah. Train. It's got some very good jokes <laughs> in it. It's got a train. train. It's it's a train. train. It's about that train. I mean, uh, to be fair, um, blockbuster <laughs> films uh, that have got a Zemeckis connection uh, that contain a train aren't always going to be good. And you have the Polar Express, which is terrifying. It, that is genuinely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that the, because of the animation? Though? It's because of the animation. I haven't yeah. seen yeah. it. A lot of I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough but, of the trailers to know that the faces shouldn't move like that. Yeah, it's the walking, it's the walking dead or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there, Julie, are there films that you feel that you should have seen by now that you haven't yet? Oh, yeah, I've got them all on my shelf. I yeah. just never get around to it. I just keep rewatching the same ones. I'm terrible for that. I can rewatch the same film ten times at <laughs> Jurassic Park again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second yeah. time, I'm going yeah. to reference that. Um, and I've got The Shawshank Redemption lined up. I'm halfway through Dog Day Afternoon and just wasn't in the mood to yeah. go back to it. And you have to That's good. Yeah, exactly. I haven't got to that bit yet, but everyone's like, oh, you know that line? Yeah. No, I haven't got there yet. Yeah. Um, God, what else have I got on my list? Loads, absolutely loads, and there's classics that I haven't seen. I have never seen Casablanca. <gasps> I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Uh, the I saw Aviator. Gone with the Wind, wind once, but I was on loads of painkillers, <laughs> and um, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was Polar Express by the end, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, quite a few. And Heather, are, are there films that you haven't yet seen that you really should have done? Um... <coughs> Not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've seen I'm, all the films. I'm, yeah, I I watch a lot. Um, yeah. There, no, I think there's got to be. There's got to be some. Yeah. But I know recently I've kind of caught up on my on my phone. I have a little list. Yes. There's a couple of horror that yeah. I might suddenly get. Yeah. Absolutely. Like to see. I certainly do have films that are, you know are you know I bought. 10 years ago and still on the cellophane because I, I will get round to it at some point though I certainly have more books and more DVDs than I will have a chance to consume before I die yeah I've got some really odd 
interesting movies that my dad's brought me over the years. Yeah. My dad's really into films. Yeah. Some really odd uh, stuff. Like, he would take me to the cinema, the Duke of York's, during the day to go and see some, I don't know, something really obscure. Yeah. Um, which usually turns out really good, but it's not something you would actively choose to watch at home when you're just chilling out on your own. You just want to throw something on. So it's about. I find yeah. it's it's difficult to find to match the mood to the film that you want to see. Like yeah. you, if those two things line up for me, I can't. I can't. If they don't line up, I can't plow on. Yeah, yeah. that's why I rewatch films all the time. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bit of a, a lost thing which I used to be very fond of. You know, if films would come on late at night on a Friday or Saturday on you know, Channel Four or BBC Two, um, the charm of coming across a film that you didn't previously know about so you're going in completely blind mm, yeah. and you know you, you, it's a completely new experience uh, which is why you know um, I feel quite sad for new generations about any re-release of um, Psycho or Planet of the Apes because they're pivotal re- revealing scenes they're on the front cover yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it's, uh, it's like stealing that away from oh, them oh yeah I've um, seen Psycho yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you think I mean it's it's quite tense, isn't it? You named an owl after. <laughs> well, not after. I did, I did, but I'm very good at because I, I don't like the um, sensation of being frightened. Yeah. Um, it's not something I enjoy. Um, and but I watched Psycho because I felt like I had to watch it. But I haven't seen the scene where the the big reveal yeah. at the end. And what I find really helpful is that I have a I have a lazy eye, so I can't really see very well out of my right okay. eye. So if at any point I get to a point in a film where I don't want to see it, I just close my left course, eye yeah. and then everything is blurry and I don't have to deal with it. Like a Vaseline lens. Yeah, it's all yeah, romanticised yeah, yeah. and lovely and It's cute. easier than hiding behind a cushion. You don't always have a cushion, see, so I just shut my left me eye. Me and my friend, so when I watch horror, my friend will um, put a pillow in front of her face. Mm. I can watch it, I'm absolutely fine, but it's the sound. Yeah. It's the sound that makes me jump. So I hold my ears. <laughs> I can still roughly hear it's it. Like, so like she's, yeah, hear she's no, covered up. No, speak yeah, she's yeah. like, tell me what's going on. And I'm like, oh, he's turning around, he's turning around, he's turning around. And, ah, and then, <laughs> but I can't, it's just, and then it's fine with the sound. So sure. when the bits that are really jumpy, that's when I'm really frightened yeah. because mm. I'm really, was, uh, I'm just not expecting it. Mm. But, do you I also mem- managed to watch oh. The Shining and not seen any of the scary bits. Yeah, because my eyes gone. I've watched the, I've watched <laughs> The Shining about eight or nine times or, as a mission, because all in terms of like controversial opinions, like preferring Back to the Future three to two, um, I, I, so I, I can't get to I can't get to The Shining. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. No, what I'm enjoying at the moment yeah. is how much my son looks like the little boy after The Shining, and I'm desperate Bear to dress him up for Halloween. Yeah, He's yeah. Got the yeah. Same hair. Hunt, we need to get him a red strike. We uh, do. Yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah. It actually has to happen. Can it, can, I mean, he he um, is a puppeteer himself. Uh, he's a fledgling puppeteer, so I'm assuming that he can do the uh, little finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves a brief. He loves a theatrical brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be fine. He, he, he's. Um, so I'm living with a real life shining character at the moment. So that's you know. He's essentially yeah. one of the world's biggest fans of Jim Henson. He is. Yeah, yeah. we watched the Jim Henson documentary. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But really adult ones as well. Like yeah. Really, when he when it's Jim Henson and Frank Oz just talking about their craft and they're just yeah. sitting on two chairs. He's yeah. like, oh, I like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's good. He's a he's a puppet nerd. Fantastic. It's great. Um, Heather, do you remember the the first horror film or first scary film uh, or scary TV show that you saw? Um, scary TV show when I was younger would probably be Goosebumps. Yeah, because that's what was always on TV, and I remember that. 
tune. What's lovely about that story is that from uh, either the panel or for the audience, I could hear a couple of smokes of going, Goose, but what you mean, Red Child? That was only four years ago. <laughs> It was round the twist in our day. Hey. <laughs> round the twist. Which one was that one? You got, is that ever? Oh, like this. Strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? I love that. Yeah. I completely. I'm totally watching that when I go yeah, home. Oh, yeah. Great wow. theme tune as well. Yeah. Really. Yes, I love that. And it was a light. The light, light the lighthouse. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. One where they replace <laughs> Fox's eyes with lemons. Oh, it's about the first TV yes. shows yeah. would be Doctor Who. Of course, yes. No, it would, because I was brought up watching Doctor Who with my dad when I was about six. I had a, I had a year where I, I wasn't in school because my parents were moving, so my dad was homeschooling me. Yes. But we were just watching <laughs> a lot of Doctor I Who. Think it's a, I mean, it's to educate, entertain, yes. and the other one. So, um, The Curse of Fenric was one of the scariest things I had seen when I was a kid. Yeah, um, you, thank you, Heavy, because you've managed to sort of... Um, uh, adhere to the unofficial rule of the Cast Iron Theatre podcast is in to some way reference Doctor Who in every single episode. Of course, um, was you doing that earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> show off. Um, so, Curse um, of Fenric is a, is a vampire story. Well, a wartime yes. vampire story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to say yes. Yes. No, yeah. it is. It's, it's, it's brilliant. <coughs> yeah. Um, but I won't go into too much because it's too much, a lot of Doctor Who stuff. No, no, it's good. No, no. I mean, that, that, that could be the rest of the, of the podcast. Um, yes, we'll stop there. Laura, you haven't seen that many films. I haven't seen any films. And, um, yeah. So what was the first I watched Never Ending Story this morning. Yeah, yeah. Not for the first time. No, no. Um, that can be quite scary. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. Which when the horse goes yeah. in the thing and then the... That's the one with the horse. Mummy, where's the horse gone? Oh, man. Mummy, where's the horse gone? That's like, it's not even 10 o'clock yet. No, no. I've just seen a horse die. Wow. Oh, big day for me. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, did you have like a, a childhood film or TV programme that yeah. traumatised you? Um, E.T. Oh, yes. scared the living daylights out of me. It's and creepy. I know it's not supposed it's to be. He looks creepy. But yeah. I, I remember the scene where they're being separated yes. at the end. And I had nightmares about that. for it's quite dramatic. Uh, like over a week. Yeah. I was really upset by it. And I think, um, yeah, I kind of avoid horror. But now I like I like being tense. Yeah. I like the experience of being tense. But I didn't like it when I was, you know, eight. Yeah. Um, and I seem to remember being really frightened by it. And also watching The Princess Bride at a neighbour's house. And yeah. apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently I ran screaming out of my house. Princess yeah. Bride is yeah. like a comedy. I had to be, no, I also had to be taken out of the Jungle Book. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> well, the Disney one. Yeah. Wow. Taken, you, you were taken, taken out, out of it. You were in the original edition. And the elephants are marching. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the snake. But The Princess Bride. No, but... You know, I was a massive. You know, I don't know Sean Wallace's voice. <laughs> I am aware that there's a couple of things that are relatively benign in their original inception, but then become curiously terrifying to kids. I don't think the Jungle Book is one of those. No, <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that's just me. Hey Judy, do you have a uh, a film or a TV program that was your first scare? Or whatever? Um, I I remember actually. I think I had to answer this question for something in Horrorfest last week. So yeah, uh, last week, last year. Um, so I remember I researched it last year. I think it was the Curse of the Mummy, which was one of the very old black and white oh, mummy films. The Universal kept, ones. Yeah, they kept bringing out all these bloody mummy films. There must be about five or six or just ten of them. Um, but I looked it up. I think it's that particular one. Um, all in black and white, really creepy, very yeah. dramatic soundtrack. Um, and it was the mummy walking into the water, carrying this woman with all right. these reeds, and the water yeah. looks filthy. I mean, it's in black and white, but it just looks. <laughs> 
Gross. And is there a horse in the water? Water? No, <laughs> I don't. I can't remember. Was that. there a horse? Was it dead? Just this mummy carrying this woman into the water. I think I seem to remember both the the films. That the other one was the Mummy Returns. Just pff, FYI, the, 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 the later Brenda Fraser one, yeah, which I now absolutely adore um, for strange nostalgic reasons. reasons. <laughs> oh, Brenda Fraser. Well, oh, he used to be such a dish, didn't he? But, um, but no, wow, age shaming much. Well, you know, everyone has their But pranks. great bees in the way of dish. I haven't heard that for a while. But your boy Jeff is just Golden. coasting, coasting, yeah. Oh, well, he, he's like a fine wine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I just talk about pin-ups on this show. Oh, yeah. like, absolute pin-ups. Anyway, um, so no, the... But both of these films, I got scared at my dad. So I think my dad was just watching, letting me watch inappropriate stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, but the other one, The Mummy Returns, it's where the mummies kind of crawl along the sides of buildings, That's chasing it. after the double-decker bus. Yeah. And I lay in my bed and looked up at the top of my wardrobe, but there was a gap. Just basically shat myself. No. They just lying there, like, yeah. huh, waiting nice. for this mummy to go over. But I still have such a vivid imagination, like Peter yeah. was saying. Mm. Um, but for me, it's... It doesn't even have to look like something. It's just it might be there. So I still freak myself out. I went to see the new, um, the remake of It. Yes. Now, didn't particularly get scared by it. I could watch it. It wasn't so bad. I don't like the jumps, like you said. It's more kind of it's psychological, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the makeup. I'm not particularly scared of clowns. It's just no. something. And now if I reach out over my bed, there's a gap between my bed and the table. If I reach out, I don't want to look at the floor in case I see his face. That's yeah. it. Not that he's going to do anything to no. me. I just don't want to see like a... Clown yeah, face. No, no one wants a clown on the no. carpet. No. Um, Is that weird as an adult <laughs> yes, um, to, to suddenly have a <coughs> what you know to be an irrational fear? Yeah, it's horrible, but I, I just blame it on the imagination. My biggest fears are zombies and werewolves. Yeah. Oh, I remember like, that, why? I remember when I first saw uh, Final Destination when it came out, and I spent about a week walking really carefully everywhere. <laughs> I wasn't going to trip at any point after that film. I did that when I was first pregnant, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your reasons are better. Um, I, my, I'm t- always terrified. I can manage to trick myself if like, I get up in the night to go to the toilet or whatever. I'm really terrified of seeing big eyes at the window. Oh, yeah. God, windows. I was about to say Big windows. eyes at the window. Yeah. I've never seen a Draw film the where there have been big eyes at the window, but Draw big eyes at the window. I'm on the fifth floor. Yeah. If they're going to get up that far, yeah, good luck to them. But that's even scarier. What if it's a yeah. flying thing? Yeah. I, I, I need... <laughs> Draw your curtains is all I can say. That is my I'm biggest advice. I'm going to again. I need to show you the clip, the relevant <laughs> clip of Salem's Lot. Please don't. Or, um, <laughs> Small floating uh, child. You don't have to. Let's no. just watch the jungle book together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, which also has big eyes. Big the snake has yeah, big eyes. Big yeah, eyes. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, there was no windows though. In the there's no windows. Place, no, so there's no, no windows in the jungle. The, the snake is the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. So that's yeah. really a shame that you find him scary. Oh, I didn't you can't know watch that. The I, well, no, that might make the jungle book better actually. Yeah. But now all I can all I can imagine is now Pooh sort of. Ripping off his skin to reveal. <laughs> can we all just stop, please? <laughs> snake can, we all, can we all just stop? But I'm like having, like watching my son watch things, and I think I'm pretty careful with yeah. what he watches. But also, like Neverending Story has got a few. Get the, yes. the big, the um, big dog thing. The big, not yeah. the, not the flying. The hairy dragon no. thing, the other one, the big. The Somebody dog. hasn't seen this. This is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a hairy dragon. That one. Yes. Falco. Is that... Falco the flying dog thing? Yes, Falco. it's a dragon. Falco. I had an actual argument with my son today about whether it was a dog or a dragon. But you know, I said it's I, I, definitely I a fluffy dog dragon. Okay, <laughs> fluffy dog dragon. That's what I dog said. Dog dragon. Like, yeah. It's not a dragon. It's a dog. Anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we let that one go. But um, so he, you know, there's some quite scary bits in there, and he watches Ghostbusters like at least twice a yes. week, and he's totally fine with that. The ghosts in the library and everything. But we watched the beginning of Nomeo and Juliet. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Which is an animated film <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> with a soundtrack that with a, you know, it's Elton John. And there's a bit at the beginning when a little gnome comes on in front of some curtains and does um, the prologue like yes. Romeo and Juliet, and another gnome presumably. Like hooks a walking stick round his neck and then pulls him off stage. Yeah. And he, my son will not watch that bit. We have to forward past that bit. And I have no idea why, but he like really, really vehemently he says, "Mummy, I don't want to watch that bit." So it's just interesting to see which things trigger certain, certain things. things. Indeed, yeah. Maybe he just doesn't like the idea of someone being told to shush. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, but yeah, um, this theatrical man is being shut down. <laughs> we're, we're speaking a lot about you know um, screen, um, film, and cinema. We haven't spoken much apart from your shows about stage. Have there been um, like books? That uh, cause that's a very different medium. That's that's a bit more difficult to scare you. Uh, there have been books that you've like have genuinely upset you, or you had to put down. Heather, you look like you were about to say yes. Well, I thought you said stage, and then I was going to say a cool. woman in black. And oh yes. Oh god. Absolutely terrified me. Yeah. But it was genius and brilliant. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely terrified me live. Yeah. Were you in the aisle seat? Yes. When I yeah, turned, she same, was there. And same. I. The best thing about it though is I kind of went, okay, this is going to happen. So I looked at her, and then I looked at the rest of the auditorium, and everyone was like this. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That was incredible. So I'd recommend if it's still yeah, happening, I going mean, to see it. Yeah. I saw and it. I love the fact that she's not in the. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's a play within a play. The Jungle Book, but um, she's not in the program. Yeah. yeah. She's not mentioned. It's. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. The it's worst really thing creepy. for me was being on the aisle seat and not knowing and looking kind of across because I was on the side of the stage looking across and the girl next to me buried her head. It was a school trip. Yeah. yeah. Buried her head in my shoulder and I was like, the fuck? Turned around and I was like, she's right there! Like, kind of meltdown. Like, oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> so you were definitely... The fact that she was like dying on my shoulder, I was like, get off. <gasps> so you were definitely the right person for protection. Yeah, apparently. Um, so yeah, do we have any um, books that we've read when we were scared or not so much? I do read. I do read books. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any films, but I do read some, yeah, sure. some books. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I read like books about feminism, yeah. which are quite scary. That's terrifying in their own way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. So, but I know. Is, is it, it going to happen? Are you going to smash it, or is it still? I'm going to smash it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or, or yeah. Individual... I thought it should be more after, of a sisterhood thing. It no, should be just down after, to you. After lunch tomorrow, I'm okay. doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Have a line. It's all yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so, but that you know, does not lead in neatly to our next song, uh, but it's gonna. Um, <laughs> so, we have one more song from the <laughs> Big Do we have time? Um, we just about have time. Oh, bloody. Yeah, so that. closing number because that's a lot of pressure. It's... I need my lyrics. <laughs> <There> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> No. Oh, don't make me do it freestyle. <laughs> October the 21st And what I'm seeing is so wrong it hurts In the town and my eyes they pop It's the same in every shop Reindeer sweets and two pound mince pies Don't think I've even seen a pumpkin twice All the shops decked in red and green And we've not even had Halloween It's not yet time for Santa Where's the abracadabra? It's the season of macabre. <laughs> and it's Christmas in Asda. It's still warm, etc. 
except the wind The perfect time for buying plastic fake limbs It's not the time for Christmas love At least wait till I wear scarf and gloves It's not yet time for Santa Where's the abracadabra? It's the season of macabre Yet it's Christmas in Asda Where is the magic and the fancy dress? Pushed aside for Christmas shopping stress Fake fur and plastic and a latex face A fancy dress shop is the safest place Don't be fooled by the chocolate deals You're buying into out of season thrills Just when I think I've found a place to hide I see another box of damaged pies It's not yet time for Santa Where's the abracadabra? It's the season of macabre. Yet it's Christmas in Asda. You could really go for a mince pie. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Shame on you, actually. Um. So, uh, this is where we come to the end of tonight's episode. We'll be here this time next month with uh, other guests, um, but it just remains for me to say thank you to our guests tonight. That is Heather Rose Andrews. Thank you. Uh, Laura Muggeridge and Judy Bignall. Thank you all. This has been the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Presented by Andrew Allen. And edited by Michelle Donkey. Music is Chatstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter, cast underscore iron acts. On Facebook, ironclad cast iron, all one word. Our website is castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening.